When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to a brand new MMA Roasted Podcast. It's me, Adam Hunter. I'm here with T-Rex. What's up? Jake is in Vegas right now, still uh, recovering from his fight. He'll be back. He'll be back here next week. Uh, can't wait to talk to him about that. Uh, but um, it's, been a, it's been a good week, man. Uh, it's been a good week for me, for you, yeah. for life. I have, I had a, <laughs> it was my birthday last week, last Tuesday. So here's, here's what happened. I, I do a, a show at the uh, Comedy Store. It's the, the Urban Show. Is that, oh my God, it's on Tuesday? Yeah. Right. No tip Tuesday is what they call. That's what they call it. No tip Tuesday. <laughs> so um, I, I like I, I go on and I'm, I'm excited. I, you know, and it's one of those things where like I'm having a good set, but I can tell that I'm getting judged a little bit, maybe for being white. Uh, but things are going well. And then I call these like four ladies, the Real Housewives of Compton, and right. uh, and then the crowd went ballistic. That was like once I said that they like ah, right. you know, it was one of those. Uh, the show was the show went really well. I was, I was happy nice. with it. Then after that, uh, it was crazy. So I go on. I'm done. And then you know, you remember uh, Keenan and Kel? Yeah. Uh, so Kel is now doing comedy, all right. He's or he's been doing comedy. So he goes on after me. Yeah. And then uh, how did Ke- he do? He did all right. And then uh, Kevin Hart went on after that. Nice. Did like an hour and a half. And then after that, <laughs> after that, uh, Cat uh, Williams went up and did two hours. Cat Williams. No, that's that's after. You know, he uh, the guy from Columbus Short went on. He's a guy from Scandal and uh, Stomp the Yard. He's not doing. He's like got thrown off scandal for like I don't know some kind of some kind of issues with, with the law. He's on TMZ, and then Dave Chappelle goes on. Yeah. After that, there's like three hours, and then Cat Williams went on to close the show. It was a great. It was a great birthday. <laughs> I, I I like just got back five minutes ago actually. Um, <laughs> right. But uh, it was awesome. It was a great birthday. That, that was cool. And then I had shows. I got this new job. I'm doing nine to five, where I, I just write jokes about every Working sport. Working nine to five, what a way yeah. to make a living. I don't know how you guys do it. I haven't got up before <laughs> noon in the past years, and uh, it's it's good though. I, I love this new job. I really do. The hard part is just getting up and driving an hour and a half to work. Jesus. Um, because and then last week I was in Santa Barbara, which is not the place you wanted to be last week, uh, because of the whole. I was like five minutes from the, the whole shooting. Was that that? Uh, where, where were you performing out there with Andre? Yeah, Andre, and then like five minutes away, that whole Santa Barbara shooting happened where the guy right. it was it was nuts. Uh, so that was that was insane. Um, but and then uh, you know, sorry to all the people who it was just a crazy place to be. You know, doing. So you were there when that was going on. Yeah. And was it like mayhem? No, well, I was only I was about five minutes away, so I wasn't I, I didn't see it, but it was like I was in the same I was five minutes away, right? You know, so that was that was crazy, um, and then uh, yeah, so then uh, but the shows let's get back to on a, a brighter note. The um, <laughs> I, had, I had a show at the uh, parlor last night. It was Memorial Day, and you know it's like the worst type of do comedy is like after a three day holiday because the right. people there was only like fifteen people in the crowd, and I'm like, wow, you guys are honoring all the comics that have died tonight on stage. <laughs> Which, which 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 was pretty fun. It was uh, it was fun. It was a uh, actually you know what funny story. I I did a show on Sunday night and there was this hot girl with one arm, and um 
yeah, I, it's not like on my, I'm like not on my, my 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 bucket list of hooking up with girls with one arm. But this one girl had she had one, and I was talking to her after the show, and I wanted to ask her how she lost her arm, but I couldn't figure out a way to work that into conversation. Did, did she uh, say it was a tragic slot machine accident? <laughs> no, 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 she didn't say that. <laughs> Thank you for offering that. No, but I just, I mean, it wasn't like oh, I'm gonna be nice to this person because she has one arm. Like I really wanted to hit it, and you could, and you know that she probably gives the best head because she, you know, she can only use one hand. I don't know. I'm just saying that. Like, it's kind of gross, though, if you think about it. I mean, like, not saying that one-armed people are gross, but you think about, like, she does everything with that one hand. I, that's hot to me. Everything. That's a, that's a busy worker right there. <laughs> that, hand is, that hand has been more places. Then. <laughs> you can't finish then, the joke. Then the other hand. Yeah, then the other hand. <laughs> yeah, so that was, uh, I don't know. That was, I don't know. I wanted to get her number. I actually, I actually did get her number. Uh, and uh, I, yeah, I, I put it in the phone myself. No, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna make cheap one-arm jokes, but I'm just saying that this girl was smoking hot. Um, and then I had a show. At, so last night, I, I, I see Gallagher. Gallagher, the, the comedian legend, to smash fruit. Yeah, with he smashed watermelons. So I show up to the parlor to do comedy. And Gallagher's like, hey, man, do you have any weed? Right? Somebody wanted me. And I was like, I actually do have weed. So I go to my car to get, I have to get Gallagher's high with Gallagher, right? Right. So I go to the, the, the car to get, thing, and then he's like, hey, do you have anything to like, smoke out of? I wanted to be like, well, can't you make a bong out of a watermelon? <laughs> I wanted to say that so badly, but I, I didn't. You should have. No, I, I know. I didn't know how he would take it. But I, actually, <laughs> I actually didn't think about it until I was leaving. But uh, so, yeah, that was my week. Lots of shows. And um, oh, there was this girl that, uh, so there was this girl who used to do porn that I was hanging out with. She was an adult film star. This is a couple, about a month ago. I wanted to tell the story. That was kind of a funny story. So then she, we were hanging out, and then she told me that she was an escort now, right? And I was, like, kind of grossed out by this. And she's like, well, you met me when I was a porn star. And then I was like, yeah, I guess, but now there's no camera involved. You know, just sort of, <laughs> right. I thought that was kind of a funny... I take that part out. The, the escort, leave that in. I don't know. I thought, I thought, I thought it was inter interesting. Don't take it out. I don't know. I don't know what the hell this thing. So anyway, uh, how was your week? I was good, man. I just had a bunch of shows also at uh, Flappers in Burbank. And um, the turnouts were great. And the response was great. And yeah, man. And then um, we just uh, stayed at the house and uh, invited some friends over yesterday. And they just got in the pool with the kids and everything. And nice. uh, barbecued and all that stuff. Because, uh, you know, black people barbecue. I, I didn't know you guys swim. <laughs> But, uh, but it's good that you guys barbecue. That's that's great. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> so that was that was amazing. We had a nice, amazing. My wife makes the best mojitos in the world. So I just uh, ended up getting trashed off mojitos and watching my kids swim. Good for you. Yeah. Hey, I was thinking. Um, so you know, I watch a lot of MMA, obviously this MMA podcast, and then I was thinking, I was writing down a, a, a list of ways to know that you watch too much MMA, and I wrote them down, and I'm going to read them for you guys All right. and for you. All right. You know you watch too much MMA when your girlfriend spreads her legs and you pass her guard. <laughs> That's number one. You know you watch too much MMA when after sex you call out Conor McGregor. Not bad, right? You know you watch too much MMA when your girlfriend wants to hump on the ground but you want to keep it standing. <laughs> you know you watch too much MMA when you start referring to your side chick as Bellator. That's that's kind of funny. That, kind of, they're all kind of funny. Shut up! You're supposed to be laughing at this. And that, all right. You know you watch too much MMA when you're hitting a doggy style, but you stop when she puts one hand on the on the ground. <laughs> not bad, not bad, right? Right. Uh, you know you watch too much MMA when you're watching porn and you yell "Stand him up." You know you watch too much mixed martial DJ's arts. Face. You know you watch too much MMA <laughs> when your girl goes up three weight classes and you call her Anthony Johnson. That's funny. You know you watch too much MMA. 
when uh, you don't you you know that you're never gonna have a fight, but you have at least seven songs that you walked out to. <laughs> Right, I do that. I think about what songs would I walk really? out to. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, you watch too much MMA when after sex you thank your sponsors. That's pretty good. Oh yeah, I guess I, I should lean forward so people can hear me laugh. Thank you. There you go. <laughs> Fuck you. These are good jokes, and I'm gonna keep doing them because hopefully people on the other side of that thing are laughing. But, uh, but you don't have to. I don't. I don't need your approval, T-Rex. Okay. <laughs> you know, you watch too much MMA when before you go bang a chick, you offer to touch gloves. <laughs> Booyah. You know you watch too much MMA when you're banging a chick on the border, but don't let her grab the fence. Creative. I like it. Look at DJ's face. I don't care what DJ's face. I don't want to look at DJ's face. All right, you know you watch too much MMA when you're hitting a missionary style and can hear Dana White yell, boring. <laughs> yes, yeah, so that, that, that is my list. Uh, people, uh, if you have your own list, uh, uh, tweet them to us yeah. at at MMA roasting. That'd be kind of interesting. That would be interesting to see what people think and to see what they would say. Yes, exactly. We did a television me, show. Let me, hear your, let me hear your list, Mr. Fucking Jokester. Well, well, I have to get up at three o'clock in the morning and do it uh, like, <laughs> like you do. You have no list. I don't. All right. You have your. Own, I like my list. I, I am very. I am very proud of my DJ list. Said thank I know because DJ's a, a bitter editor. All right. So whatever he does, bitter producer guy, judging me. Listen, I like my list. The fans like the list. Uh, I don't care if. Uh, oh, did you test that on the fans? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I I tested all. The time the, the fans like the list because one of us promotes see that's the thing with this with this mma roasted podcast is t-rex the one going up on all the websites and on sure dog and on the underground and pushing it is he the one tagging everybody no nope. nope i am okay me i'm the one doing all that stuff me so therefore your paycheck looks a lot better than mine too yeah though, so. okay <laughs> paycheck and so does my lack of sleep preparing and booking the guests and writing out the podcast and filling in for you when you don't show up for two weeks okay that hasn't happened in like six months no six months i think it's like four weeks actually uh and then getting getting yelled at for you being late all right so therefore uh we'll talk about the paychecks and plus i'm the one with the right text from last fight which takes me the most time you just show up and we talk you don't even open the damn thing that i send you half the time so all right This is this is Adam's vent hour. Working a nine to five job does not look good on you right now. (laughs) He's getting serious. (laughs) Thanks, DJ. I appreciate your. uh, All right. So anyway, we have we have Ali Abdulaziz calling in. Uh, We have a great show. We have Ali Abdulaziz. Yay. We have Dustin Poirier. Yeah, yeah. Uh, We have Elias. How do I say his last name? Theodore. Theodore. Elias Theodore is on the show. I don't want to butcher his last name, but everyone's last name. So first, Ali, uh, Ali actually uh, DM me. He's got some stuff he wants to talk about as far as the Bellator pay-per-view, his thoughts on that. Uh, the World Series of Fighting upcoming event. They have big news. They're on NBC now and uh, a couple other things. So we can't wait to talk to him about this. All right. So our first guest is uh, he's the matchmaker. He's a... Uh, He's a world-class judo player. He's one of the coaches on the Ultimate Fighter for, for Team Edgar. He's an all overall nice guy, badass dude. Ali Abdulaziz, how are you, man? Hey, thank you, my brother. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. Thank you, man. Thank you. So what's going on? Um, a, a lot of things. You know, uh, first of all, uh, congrats on the, the uh, new deal with NBC. Congratulations on that. That's pretty awesome. 
Yeah, um, we're very excited about this uh, new NBC deal. Uh, you know, you couldn't find a bigger or better partner than NBC. Uh, they put a lot of work behind us, and they believe in us, who nobody are a bit. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of guys down there. I want to sing thanks to uh, Gary Quinn, uh, the VP down there, and a whole bunch of other guys working really, really hard to make this deal happen. And uh, we, you know, we now officially the baddest and the biggest uh, promotion on the on the planet. I mean, other than the UFC, correct? <laughs> correct, 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 correct. You know, the UFC has been around for 20 years, man. Right now, nobody can deny us. You know, we we the second biggest and baddest out there. We you know we on uh, regular TV. Everybody in America, they don't have to have a cable. They don't have to have anything. They can open channel five or channel uh, four, whatever it is where you at, and you're gonna see NBC live. Right. Uh, well, no, you got you got, you got, you're, uh, you're you're killing it. Now I gotta ask you. Uh, I know you're really good friends with Henzo Gracie. And he got arrested for getting into a uh, brawl last week with a bouncer. Were you there? Do you know what happened? No, I wasn't there, and uh, you know, you know, I wish I was there. You know, uh, you know that uh, I wasn't there, unfortunately. And you know, Enzo guy, uh, he promotes no violence. He's probably the calmest guy you ever meet in your life. Uh, you know, but the situation was, uh, you know, it's this nightclub is very famous as a bouncer bullying people and. You know, beat, beat, beating up guys, and they're, they're even beating up girls, and, uh, and hands were there, and, you know, and they tried to bully the guys, and, and all they were to do is just, you know, they said, listen, don't bully us, and uh, the situation escalated, and now, uh, but, you know, you can never, if you ever met Hanzo Gracie or talk to him, you can uh, met anybody nicer than him, him, and Igor Gracie, and Gregor Gracie, and all those guys' names involved. You cannot find better people, uh, than these guys. Even, you know, that Andre Guzman was there. He was breaking up the fight. They arrest him also, you know. Uh, I, I think it was crazy because they were well-known guys in New York and uh, especially Hanzo and they arrested everyone to make a big news, uh, you know. But uh, it, it was wrong for uh, for them even to be arrested. Yeah, I mean, the last thing I'd want to do is pick a fight with Hanzo Gracie or any of those guys. That's uh, probably... No, no, but this is a different guy. This is a very well-mannered very humble, uh, amazing guys. You know, you just gotta be around, to be around them to, to understand. You know, especially in the side of the family, uh, just that people I experience living with a day-to-day life. Uh, you cannot find better, nicer people. Guys like Igor Gracie and Gregor Gracie and Leo and Andre Small. This is really nice guys. You know, it doesn't mean they do sports and they train jiu-jitsu, but they're the nicest guys you ever meet. Now, is it true that Eddie Bravo is now training the bouncer? <laughs> no, that was a good one. No, uh, that was just I, 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 I handle like a problem. Handle like him. I know. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just kidding. It was a joke. Now, uh, now, now, I, uh, I made a lot of jokes about the Bellator pay per view, and you seem to like these jokes. What were your thoughts on the whole Bellator pay per view? I need my money back because uh, <laughs> I, I, I bought the pay per view, and I started watching. They have so much filler. I fall asleep, and I wake up after uh, it finished. But you know, I need my money back. But. <laughs> I watched the uh, Chandler and uh, other uh, Will Brooks Will Brooks fight. I think that was an amazing fight. Yeah, but all other fight on there, this just didn't make sense. But me. what did you think about the whole oh, the, the whole the, rampage, King Mo or the Tito versus Lomenko? It's a freak show. That's a freak show. You know, you know. And, and sometimes it's all right to put on a freak show, but you know, I, I thought making more 
one. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yeah, I know. The whole crazy part was when King Mo uh, called Bjorn Rebney a dick-licking ass or something, or, or, or dick a, a, a dick-riding ass, and Bjorn just stood there. I mean, could you imagine if anyone would have called Ray Seffo a dick-riding <laughs> ass? In the probably him and I'll probably double licked him right after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that 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 would not go well at all. Um, it's a fight, man. It's, it's a fight, you know. Like, like you know, like I don't care. You know, I got to be professional. Got to do this, but certain men like calling you kind of names, like you know. But you know, that be John a guy like you know, like he's not a guy like have pride or oh, he's not gonna be insulted his manhood. He's just you know. Some dude, you know, try to make some money off the fighters, and he's gonna take that shit, you know. But personally, if a fight, if a fighter call me that, I leave. Gotta defend myself, or, you know, say something to him. But I'm not just gonna swallow it and uh, and I say he's a nice guy and he's this. But you know, he deserved it because he did promote Rampage, he did promote King Mo, and I think it was unfair and equally unfair. That's crazy. Sometimes you're gonna be favor a guy a little bit. But not like that. That was just ridiculous. That's crazy. He's a dick riding ass and a uh, swallower. So uh, <laughs> now, now, um, now I gotta say, uh, now you guys are doing great. You, uh, you know, you signed, uh, you, you signed Jake Shields. You signed Melvin Gillard. You, you got a. Uh, now what happened? Jake Shields was supposed to fight uh, John Fitch, but Shields got hurt. And we signed, we signed, we signed Matt Hamill. We signed uh, Simon, and after that, Bellator signed Soka Juke. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we keep finding the best talents, and like I said, it's, it's very easy for me to find talents and sign with us. Uh, we have a good reputation; we treat guys good. And uh, Jake Shields just got hurt, you know. Name of the game, guys get hurt, and and uh, we have a a good enough roster at 170. Put Berkman versus Fitch three is going to be the co-main event July 5th on NBC. Nice, but I mean, yeah, Berkman's a badass. That's a good fight, Berkman and Fitch. It's, it's going to be a great fight. Now, um, now I know you were on the Ultimate Fighter uh, last week. You're one of the coaches. Uh, you were there. Well, that was one of the weirdest episodes I've seen in my life, where they, where Mazzagali took a point away for, uh, uh, and what he thought was an six. illegal elbow, twelve to elbow, and then the judges gave it to that guy anyway, which made no sense. What, what are your thoughts on that you whole know? thing? I think Mazagari did the right thing. I kind of disagree with Danielson because Mazagari did warn him three times during the fight. He didn't stop the fight because he was in a dominant position, but uh, he warned him three times. And, and it's, I, I think I think the judges, you know, some of the judges fall asleep during the fight. You know, what do you expect? Expect some of these dudes like eighty years old. You know, they take some old timers. You know, you know, like you, you know, you know. But I think now this problem is gonna be fixed. A lot of the fighters you see Ricardo Almeida become a judge, and and I think you know this sport is too young and it's going to grow, and I think things are going to be better. I hope so. I mean, because that was that was like absurd. I mean, I you know what? I kind of agree. He was elbowing him a lot in the back of the head to the point where you could actually see the blood in the back of his head, which which was in the, the back of his head. I mean, you could see where it was opening he, he up. Got, he got stitches right on the illegal area, not the head. Yeah, but, <laughs> but how the hell did the, he still win the, the fight? How did he still win the fight after doing that? Uh, yeah, no, I, Man, it, makes, is, it makes no sense. It, 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 I, I think uh, I think lack of knowledge. I, I, I think of a lot of, you know, not paying attention. Uh, be, you know, they don't study. They don't do seminars. They don't, you know, they uh, they they're not they're not educated educating just judges. They a lot of just come from boxing and uh, they don't really understand MMA. Now, Ali, how hard is it for you to be a uh, promoter? Because it seems like a lot. It seems like it's a. 
I mean, you're a matchmaker and a promoter, but it seems like it's it's a no-win situation with you because fighters are always seem to get upset because they 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 they, they, they want to get more fights. They don't like who they're fighting. They want to get more money. I mean, how how stressful is it for you to do what you do? Man, I love my job. Like, I, I really a lot of times, you know, I, it, it, I understand the fighter really well because I've been there. I competed myself. I fought myself. I don't blame any fighters who want to get more fights and more money. That's what they're supposed to do. And, uh, you know, and this is, you know, me and Josh Berkman, we have got into it. And after that, I did his new contract. He's a signed multi-party with us. And I think he's one of the best guys we have, you know. That, you know, this is how men should do things, you know. You know, they can talk about it. They can be loud about it. But we're not going to go to court and so people. Personally, I'm not there. So I'm not involved in anything like that. But, and you have people know about it. And this is how people respect each other. And now me and Josh Berkman talk. A lot of respect, mutual respect between him, because we spoke our minds each other, and you know he put me in my place, I put him in his place. But at the end of the day, I think he's one of the best 170 pounds in the world, and I think he's one of the best guys we have in world fighting. fighting. And now he, him and Josh, fetch a fight, and the winner will get out of I have nothing but love for this kid. I think he's one of the pioneers, and he helped us so much, and he helped his career so much. And uh, it's just, uh, I'm, I'm happy. I'm very happy for the fighter we have. There's always going to be a problem. There's always going to be this one fighter. There's always going to be this one manager. There's always going to be this one promoter. Nobody's perfect. Everybody makes a mistake. But I think that this part of it, you learn from your mistake and treat people the way you want to be treated. Now, I heard a uh, final question. I heard a rumor that you were in the Thunder from Down Under. Is there any truth uh, to that? I heard a, there was a rumor going around that you were uh, a, a Chippendale. Is that true? No, I was in a no, I was in a, I was in the tryout, but I got rejected. Oh, come on! <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Oh man, it's a it's a picture, man. I did a little bit of you know modeling, and I think I, a picture was flown out there, and people started saying that. But uh, but uh, you know, it was nothing, nothing big, fun sport, but you know, that, all right, it was fun. So okay, so you weren't really a Chippendale. I don't know. That's the word on the street. All right, so where can people find you? Uh, what What do you have to promote? Uh, give us a, Give us your plug right here. Listen, June twenty first, uh, World Series of Fighting Team live on NBC Sports. We have three title fights: uh, David Branch, Jesse Taylor, Jessica Aguilar, Majumi, uh, Serge Garconi, Regular. Three final fights for free, live on NBC Sports. July 5th, live on Big NBC. I'll give you on NBC. Uh, Justin Gage and Nick Noel, like you see that we talk shit each other on Twitter. Berkman versus Fitch. Uh, KZ Cavacanti versus Melvin Gallard. Uh, you know, wow. can't get better than that. Uh, we are growing so fast. and That's great. We are growing so fast and uh, just... Uh, we can be happier, you know. We have great fighters. We have the best television and the biggest, the baddest television partner on the planet, the NBC family, that is bigger than anybody. And, you know, uh, even, listen, I know the UFC is the biggest company out there, but I think NBC is a lot bigger than G media company out there. They're bigger than the baddest uh, on the planet. Cool. Well, thank you. Thanks for coming on the show. We'd love to have you anytime, man. And uh, keep up the great work. Ali. The best, best broadcast alive. Uh, you guys are the best, and uh, honor to be on your show. Thank you so much. Thank you, Ali. Take care, brother. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Ali Abdulaziz.
Good guy, good promoter, good fighter, good trainer, good everything. Yeah, he's he's a good guy. He's super strong too. Oh my god! Like like he's a ripped up. <laughs> you know they have the Decagon in the office at at uh, at the World Series of Fighting on Dean Martin Drive. Next, to, it's attached to the same building where uh, Vanderlei Silva's gym is. So it's the same building basically. But they have the, the Decagon in the office, and he's in there. Like when everybody says, "All right, we're going home," he gets in there, he puts on his his gear, and he has trainers come in and they roll. Damn. All the time. Like the dude, like he'll take a lunch break and he'll just go in there and roll with somebody for an hour. I don't have that in my office. <laughs> All right. So we got Dustin Poirier, the uh, number six ranked fighter in the world, uh, 145, badass fighter from Louisiana. How are you, man? All right, man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I've been. Uh, I was up uh, late last night watching all your fights. It was a, a pleasure to watch. Holy shit! Thanks, you, you've had some amazing battles, amazing battles, <laughs> man. Uh, a lot. lot I mean, appreciate it. A lot of times I have to sit through people's fights, and I, I like all the fights, but but yours were uh, were really exciting to watch. Um, now let's get into uh, how you started. Now growing up, um, you grew up in uh, Louisiana, correct? Yep. Did you get into a lot of fights as yep. a, as a uh, kid? Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, because I, I read that you said that you were, the, you were the toughest kid in your trailer park. You actually grew up in an actual trailer park? <laughs> uh, for, maybe for a little while. Not, not, not long. I didn't grow up in a trailer park. Okay, but you grew up with your grandma, correct? Yeah, my grandma and my mom. But uh, I'm still king of the trailer park, <laughs> even though I didn't grow up in one. <laughs> nice. You just got a double wide now. So... Now, yeah, right. A fancy one. But but I was reading some of your bio. You said that you and your dad used to watch ninja movies as a kid, and you wanted to be a ninja. Me and my dad watch uh, a lot of Jean Claude Van Damme videos and or movies and stuff like that. Who doesn't want to be a ninja, man? It's a good point. I do. I've always yeah. wanted to be a ninja. Yeah, it's true. All right. Exactly. Just just, just probably for the, for like the Asian puss. I mean, just for that at least. <laughs> <laughs> now now. Uh, <laughs> did you did you play sports as a kid or I mean what? Yeah, you know I played football and uh, wrestled when I was really young. But um, football, yeah, and, and baseball when I was really young too. But so, but but nothing in high school really. So you went to high school, then you didn't graduate college. It says that you went to the school of hard knocks. So you went right. Yep. You went from right right from high school. Then you decided to join a, a, a gym. It was it mostly a boxing gym. Was it an MMA gym or? What was your first? It was a, it was a, a kickboxing gym actually, but um, and I and I found out about it by going to the boxing gym. Uh, I, I wanted to box and I went to a gym, and the guys told me that they have some guys who do mixed martial arts who train bo their boxing on the weekends there, and I was like, no way, man. Uh, where are these guys from or whatever? And they gave me the info, and I contacted those guys and and started training with them. It was a kickboxing gym. Uh, with uh, judo and what we thought was jiu-jitsu. Right. So then you you did that, and then you how how old were you before you had your first fight? Um, I fought, I fought my first fight at eighteen. So you're eighteen years old, and then I, I was I was reading that you were eight and one as an amateur, and then you then you you won your first nine fights by uh, pretty much by like knockout, correct? As an amateur? No, as a well as a pro as a, or as an amateur. Um. I'm not sure. No, man. As a pro, I went, I think, 7-0, and and then I got signed to the WC. Yeah. Yeah, but as an amateur, uh, uh, mostly knockouts, yeah, for sure. 
So he's, nice. just, he's just knocking everyone out. Now, um, now, by the way, uh, back to the the whole like trailer park thing. Uh, do you do you go for like kind of girls now? I, I I know you're married, but were you were you hooking up with a lot of these like loose women on the uh, trailer parks? <laughs> <laughs> What is this, the Howard Stern show? <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just wondering. I just, hopefully one day. But, but, but I mean, is that because I, I know that I've been to like, I do, I do a lot of shows all around America, and, and some of those, some of those trailer park girls are the most fun girls. Like they definitely, you know, give some, give some sweet oral. So uh, is that? <laughs> no, man, I'm a happily married man. Oh, that's good. That's good. You're a happily married man. Your wife is very cute, by the way. I I watched. I looked Thanks, at pictures. Man. You have a very, very, very cute wife. All right. So let's. let's, let's uh, <laughs> that, that sounds so creepy. I was no, I was looking at pictures. No, of your I, wife. Mean, I was not looking at pictures. Of my, I was like. <laughs> I was up all night last night looking at pictures. Of your yeah. Wife. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't even know you were a fighter. I just been <laughs> whacking off to you. All right. So listen. Um, <laughs> now let's. I was looking at some of your fights, man. Uh, let's talk about the uh, Korean zombie fight. That was one of the. That was an amazing fight. Uh, what would you take us to that fight? What, what would you have done differently, knowing what you know now, back then? What was it like fighting the um, Korean zombie? I wouldn't have shot ridiculous double leg takedowns with no technique. Uh, I would have stuck to my game plan a little better. But, you know, you live and learn. Yeah, it was a, it was a badass. Now, did, were you surprised that he was able to kind of take some of, of your... Because like, I remember in the... I think it was the fourth round. You were winging some shots. Were you surprised at how good his uh, his uh, chin was? Uh, no, nah, I expected that. You know, that's how he fights, man. He absorbs a lot of shot, a lot of damage, and keeps walking forward. And uh, we expected him to do that. That's why he's called the zombie. That's why he's called the zombie. But still, exactly. I mean, but, you, but you still hit him. Some, uh, you hit him some pretty times. Now, some of the guys you fought. Another guy, uh, Cub Swanson. I watched that fight last night. That was another war. Uh, what would you do differently in, in that fight looking back now? I wasn't a ticket on four weeks' notice or three <laughs> weeks' notice when he's been training for it for a long time, you know? Yeah. Uh, a guy got hurt. Dennis Seaver got hurt, and I filled in for him. Looking back on it now, if I can change anything, I would have a full camp, and I'd whip him silly. <laughs> okay. All right. So you, you definitely... Uh, now, it seems that... Uh, I, I remember in, in that first round, he hit you with an uppercut... Uh, were you how how shook were you in that in uh, that first round? Um, he hit me with an uppercut. No, I think something else hit me, and then the uppercut glanced me and kind of hurt me again. But I was definitely hurt, man. Yeah, I was. Uh, I recovered pretty quick. I think I might have snatched one of his legs or something. Maybe took him take him down. I don't remember really, but he definitely had me hurt. It seems like the uppercut has been the one punch that your opponents have seemed to kind of have success on you, you know? I, like, I watched your Akira fight, your, your zombie fight, your, your uh, Cub Swanson fight. Is that something that you're, like, working on? Um, you know, I'm always working on everything, but... Yeah. Um, zombie hit me with a good uppercut. You know, I don't know, man. It's just... I don't think I have any holes there. It's just fighting, you know, I've been hit with a couple of good shots. Uh, I don't know. I don't think Akira hit me with any uppercuts. He hit me with, like, a, a short hook. But... You know, of course. I mean, I'm working all the time on everything. Yeah, no, I mean, you're killing it. Uh, I mean, your, your last fight with, with Akira, holy shit. That was, you know, it's, it's cool because you... You work on his uppercut. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you didn't have to uh, take that fight, and, like, you did, which, is, which shows a lot, because a lot of guys in your position wouldn't have taken that fight, because it's sort of like a no-win fight for you, because you're, rank, you know, ranked so much higher than him. 
but you know, I, I thought about all that whenever they called me with the fight. But you know, they wanted me to fight him. Like I didn't ask for that for that guy. So there must have been a reason they wanted me to fight the guy. Um, and it was just a victim of circumstance, I guess, uh, because everybody was booked up in the top of the division, and I didn't want to wait around forever. So I just took a fight, you know, to stay busy and to keep training and, and get some more experience, and it went well. Now, yeah, but now was was there a moment in, in that fight though, in, in that first round, when he when he uh, seemed to have hurt you, that you were like, "Shit, why did I take this fight?" <laughs> no, nah. no, I was thinking, "Don't get hit again." I wasn't worried about that. Because uh, you know, uh, I'm a fighter, man, and that's what I do. If they call me with another fight, I'm probably take it right now, you know. So speaking of I, that, I think I did the right thing. Speaking of that, Conor, Conor McGregor called you a, a, a pee head. Um, now after I know I think your boy Cole is going to beat Conor McGregor. I, I like Cole Miller a lot, but let's say that Conor beats Cole. Is that a fight that you that that uh, you want next? Um, the UFC wants me to fight him. It seems like because they're talking about it, you know. And so I guess that's going to happen. I would love to shut his mouth. You know, he has a big mouth, and I would love to to get it. You know, <laughs> to be the first to shut his mouth. But you know, Cole's a veteran and a, and a, a great fighter, and he has all the tools to beat the guy. But if he doesn't do it, you know, um, I'll definitely take it. Okay, so let's say if I, let's say Conor McGregor's here right now. All right, what would you say to Conor McGregor? I wouldn't say anything. I would just I can show him better than I can tell him. Oh man, I know, but it's better for us to print stuff like that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I know, but you know, I'm, I'm not a big shit talker, man. I know. I let my hands do the talking. I work hard, bro. And, uh, you know, he can get it just like everybody else. Conor McGregor's going to be, you know, I'm going to cross his name off, off the hit list. Nice. Nice. Well, guy's got two fights. Guy's got two fights and he's, you know, talking about contender fights, you know, to see who's next in line. Guys, two fights in the UFC. I was like 4-0 or 5-0 and in the UFC, you know, still fighting at the, at, on undercards and stuff like that. So, you know, man, this, this guy means nothing to me. He's just going to be another victim. Nice. So he can catch a beating just like anybody else. Yeah. I'll paint his back porch red. <laughs> paint his back porch red? What does that even mean? Oh, yeah. With like, with like blood? With his that... butt, man. Oh, yeah, beat, his, beat his butt. Oh, beat his butt. Oh, I thought it was actual back porch. I, I was like, I didn't know he had a back porch. I'm tired, man. I got this new job. If you, if you need help t- with that, too, after the fight, I guess I, guess I, I can do, you know, <laughs> if he actually has an actual back porch, he needs help. We can do that. Pain is back porch red. I like that. <laughs> Damn, any of the cool yeah. sayings that you fucking... So, so, no, meanwhile, I actually went to... Let's talk about Louisiana. When I was, like, 23, I went to Mardi Gras, and uh, that, that Louisiana has the most corrupt police force I've ever seen in my entire life. They were just arresting people left and right and then asking them for money. Like, oh, you want to get out of jail? Like, all, like, have you ever seen a more corrupt police force than in Louisiana? Ma'am, uh, you know, I'm sure there's some good ones and some bad ones out there in Louisiana, but, you know, stuff, stuff happens down there in New Orleans. Yeah, it's crazy. And by the way, you guys are back to the Hornets, just so you know. Yeah, uh, not the Pelicans, right? Yeah, not the Pelicans. That was, a, that was an awful name. That was the dumbest I'm, I'm not- change. I'm not a big uh, basketball fan, you know. I don't really follow NBA that much, but I'll probably get beat up here in South Florida saying that with the heat and all that. So I don't tell anybody. So who do you hang out with back at uh, American Top Team? Is it you, Lombard, Woodley, Cole? Who's like the crew? Um, you know what? I kind of have a small crew. When I'm at the gym, I hang out with everybody. Everybody's really cool there, man. Great group of guys. But mostly, I hang out with the 
Will Brooks, Bellator champ, yeah. and uh, Mike Brown. Oh, nice. And my wife hangs with uh, their girlfriends and stuff, so we're all cool. So who gets the most tail out of everybody at the American Top Team? Is it Hector Lombard? Because we, we hear it's Hector Lombard. But, I, but then I've, I've ran into a lot of women that say Cole Miller like, is like one of these guys. He's like the guy that like is – who is it? Is it Cole or Hector? I don't know, bro. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't believe that. All right. I have no idea. All right. Now your fight with uh, your, your your fight with uh, Diego Brandano, right? That was a uh, that was a crazy fight. Talk about it. Uh, now, what was he saying to you before the fight during the uh, weigh-ins? Oh, he got we were in line for ready ready to like you know in fight order to walk out the curtain and go weigh in and all that. And then he was in front of me and he turns around and just like looks like he was going to tell me something normal. His face uh, like a, you know it was normal, and then all of a sudden his eyebrows just like turned into an angry face you know <laughs> and he just starts yelling and all kind of stuff and he's like i'll cut your neck you want to keep staring at me and i'm like dude <laughs> i'm gonna whip you tomorrow that's it and then what did he say afterwards after the fight yeah nothing um i went to his locker room after the fight he was laying down on the ground his coaches were in there and he was like um, he shook my hand and he think he said, "Let's have a beer or something like that." Oh, nice! And he said, "You're you're a true top contender or something like that." And that was it. And then a week or two later, he starts talking crap on the internet and stuff, man. I don't know. <laughs> these guys are soft, man. All these guys are they're soft. They're, they're uh, they talk a lot, but you know, man, I, I just work and I and I come prepared to fight and uh, just go out there and do it. All these guys on the internet talking crap and man, I don't I don't I don't like all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, well, a lot of it is, I think, how much do you think is actually for show and how much is it is, is uh, real? Um, I don't know. It's tough to say because, but it's, it's probably all for show, you know. I mean, it's working for these guys. Right. Chell Sonnen fights three or four title fights back, you know, almost back to back from running his mouth. And now Conor McGregor is up in the top talk. He only has two fights, but he runs his mouth. So it works for guys, you know. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of it has to do with like teammates too. Like after Brandell lost, and he was like being cool with you in the locker room. After he got back home, people were like talking smack about you or whatever, and and hyped him up to right. start talking like that. Like, I think uh, some of these guys are also bipolar. You know, depending on like what mood, <laughs> what mood they're in. Right. I mean, you got to think of what yeah. you guys do for a living. You guys walk into a cage and fight each other for a living, and you get paid for it. Which is not exactly yeah. the most, you know, sane occupation. You guys are trained killers. So, <laughs> you know, to expect everybody to be all like, you know, just normal, totally cordial. <laughs> it's just, you know, a lot of guys aren't like that. Now, have you ever been arrested or, I mean, what's, what was your background like? Um, yeah, I've been arrested a, a bunch of times, mostly when I was a juvenile, you know. For what? Not, not too much as an adult. <laughs> for like fighting or... Um, fighting, being out past curfew, you know, being out really late when I was really young. Um, truancy for not going to school, mm. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean, nothing, no, like murder or anything. <laughs> right? Yeah, that wasn't the case they gave me. Now, where did now? <laughs> That's funny. Murder was the case that they gave. Now, me. now, where now? Where did you meet this like <laughs> now this uh, this uh, cute wife you have? Uh, where did you meet her? How did you how did you woo her? Um. Middle school, man. I've been together with my wife since middle school. Wow. 
yeah, maybe like 11 years now or something, but we've been married for five. Wow. Did you ever graduate middle school or no? <laughs> <laughs> he was just hanging out there. No, man. I, got, uh, I went from middle school straight to my doctorate of hard knocks. Nice. Did you ever go to high school? I went to the ninth grade for a little while, man, and I just uh, didn't like it, so I stopped. <laughs> wow. So, okay. So, How so you a man that does what he likes. Now, did, did uh, your wife graduate high school or no? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course. Oh, okay. So, I mean, her dating you since middle school, I'm sure her friends are probably like, hey, maybe this guy doesn't have much of a future. He, he like, couldn't get past the eighth grade. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the fact that she stuck with you says a lot about her, right? Yeah, for sure, man. She's awesome. And even when she was in school, like, I went to juvenile detention and boot camp for a little while, court-ordered boot camp, and she wrote me letters and stuff like that. So even though I wasn't even around and her friends, I'm sure, were saying stuff like that, you know, she still was uh, still learning it 100% with me. So, nice. You know. That's awesome. I mean, and it's good that everything paid out for you because now does, does she go back and like to her friends? Ah, you you told me to <laughs> to like not be with them, but look at him now. He's he, he's he's beating up Brazilians on TV. <laughs> I hope so. And beating up Brazilians when he gets home too, probably. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now, do you guys have you guys have any kids or no? Nah, no kids, man. Wow. All right. Well, anything but gonna, it's gonna it, we, we will have kids. It's just you know a lot of travel and a lot of fighting and stuff right now, and uh, you know I'm trying to do stuff right. Right. Gotta have a plan. Now we have a couple questions from the from the underground, uh, which is uh, ask Poirier. This is from Dark Knight uh, four five two seven. He wants to know if you spar with Daniel Strauss at AT and T, and who are the up and comers at the gym we should look out for. Um. Yeah, I spar with Daniel Strauss. All the time, man. Uh, he's always in the gym. Good wrestler. So me and him always, you know, and, and he's a group of in the group of uh, guys around my weight. We usually, uh, you know, train multiple times a week. So, yeah, I spar with him and train with him every week. And uh, right now, big up-and-comers from our gym, one of them's already in the UFC. Uh, a couple guys I can think of right now off the top of my head is Masad Bektik. He's just, he fought in Orlando, made his UFC debut. Real talented, hardworking young guy. Another one is uh, Colby Covington, a welterweight, you know, collegiate wrestler, and uh, he's another hard worker and, and a guy I think is going to go somewhere. Nice. And then from James Vagabond, wants to know about Tim Cordor's gun, gun and weed charge. If you like to indulge yourself in uh, your, in the sweet green goddess yourselves and ask him if Tim drives around listening to 90s gangster rap, pointing his Glock out the sunroof. <laughs> oh man oh dude yeah you know <laughs> man what, what movie was it when Will Ferrell had the gun and, and or the knife and the chains and stuff that's the image I get whenever you talk about Tim and, and doing that really <laughs> yeah no nah, Tim is not like that at all man he had uh, I think some residue in his ashtray and uh, you know he's in the military and he has he has the right to, to carry a gun not just because he's in the military, because it's all right. And in Louisiana, you can have a gun in your vehicle and stuff like that. So, you know, I think he just got pulled over and he had his gun and the weed and, you know, or the, the residue or roach or something in his ashtray. And then they blew it up and made it seem a big deal. But it wasn't anything. He didn't even go to jail for it. Okay. All right. So it's all just a big misunderstanding when a guy yeah. kind of weed. <laughs> no, no, I don't, I don't smoke. Oh, you don't smoke? All right. 
So, man, me. it sounds like you, you really got your life together, man. A guy from came up, he got arrested, he was fighting, he was didn't graduate the eighth grade, uh, or just or just ninth, or like the ninth grade, and now you got a wife and, 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 and a house, and you're living in Florida, and you're training with great guys, and you're a family man. Sounds like things are going well for you, man. Things are looking up. Yeah, man, for sure. So, all right, so if... Uh, so you, you think Cole is going to beat Conor McGregor, though, correct? You know, uh, I think it's a tough matchup for both guys. They both have, they're both uh, dangerous, but Cole has a, definitely has the tools to do it. I know Conor's been committed a couple times in his career, and, uh, you know, Cole's obviously a jiu-jitsu is great. Um, he's real long and awkward for that weight class. You know, Cole's like 6'1 or something, man, maybe taller. So uh, we'll see. So let's say let's say Cole wins. Who do you want to fight next? Uh, would you would you want to fight uh, Aldo or uh, Mendez or? Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the goal, man. It's to, it's to go in there and take whoever has the belt. But uh, we'll see what the UFC does, man. There's a lot of big fights in my weight class coming up in July, and uh, that's kind of what they want me to wait and uh, see how it plays out. Cool. Well, so I'm just gonna continue to train, man, and uh, that's about it. Just train and, and ha- enjoy it. Nice. Well, where can people find you on uh, on uh, Twitter? On Twitter, it's my name, Dustin Poirier. Same thing on uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that. Well, thank you, Dustin. Thanks for coming on our show, man. I really appreciate it. <laughs> no problem, bro. All right, man. Take care. All right. Later. All right. That was Dustin Poirier. A, uh, you know, man, a few words, but... Uh, <laughs> He's a badass fighter. No right? nonsense. Yeah, yeah. That guy. What you see is what you get. And, yeah. Uh, he's a. He seems like a good dude. I, yes, I, he does. Yeah. What do you think? I, I would love to see him. Him and Conor McGregor fight. I hope, I hope Cole beats Conor, but uh, if he doesn't, him and uh, Poirier and McGregor would be a war. I want. I want McGregor to get destroyed, no matter who he fights, just to humble him up a little bit, just to give him a little slice of humble pie to him. Which he will. I think almost everybody uh, does. There's right. not a fighter out there who has not been humbled right. know, in, some, in some form. Or a comedian, actually. Our next guest was the winner of the Ultimate Fighter, uh, Team Nations. Uh, he, he's a, got a 9-0 record. Perfect record. Nice. Good-looking guy. Uh, <laughs> he has great hair. Elias, how are you, man? I'm pretty fantastic. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm pretty fantastic. My hair is amazing. Yeah, you do have amazing hair, by the way. That's a- I appreciate that. I appreciate that. I'm kind of picking up the torch where uh, Ken Flo left off. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh, absolutely. my God. Now, now it's one of those things where, like, you know, I look at certain people and I'm like, this guy's a fighter. You know, I look at, like, a Keith Jardine and I go, that's the look of a fighter right there. Uh, other guys, I look, I look at you. Uh, you're a good-looking guy. You used to be a model, uh, a stuntman. Still am. Still am. You're on the cover of six romance novels. Eight. <laughs> Eight. But it's either here nor there. Eight. What the hell are you doing fighting, man? Uh, it's what I love to do. I would argue if looks could kill, they probably will. Um, someone once said to me, like, uh, what's called, I can do anything I want, and it's kind of a dangerous thing, man. I want to do this. Like, I can do anything I want, and there's nothing more than I'd rather be doing. I mean, but you, I mean, you, but you got your advertising degree in college, correct? Yeah, yeah, I got a BA, and uh, what's called, I'm a huge believer that knowledge is power, and uh, I got that degree just to kind of something to fall back on. But uh, like I said, I wouldn't be doing anything else. So when did when did you start training and fighting? Um, after my first year of university, uh, I'm, I'm a huge believer that knowledge is power. So when I 
finished my first year of kind of like enlightening the mind, I did for the body. And that's what brought me to martial arts. Are you a huge believer in knowledge's power? No, yeah. Okay. So, all right. So, wait. So, and cheesy cash raises, but that's neither here nor there. Now you know, and knowing is half the battle. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, you were 19 years. Wait. So you didn't start doing anything until 19 years old? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Give or take. That's amazing. And how old are you now? I'm about to turn 26. That's amazing. I mean, in seven years, you've become the ultimate fighter champion. That's uh, that, that's says yeah. a lot about you. Now, yeah, it's pretty cool. It's honestly a really cool thing. Like. Uh, I've only been pro for two years, so um, I had um, technically just to correct you, um, uh, under the UFC's eyes, I'm ten and zero, right? Like the um, the semifinals now, they do count them under the record, kind of the beef of everyone's record, in the sense that some guys come in there as like four and zero, three and zero. So going into the UFC, they kind of meh, doesn't look that, isn't that uh, what's called intimidating, I guess? So uh, under the UFC's eyes, I'm ten and zero. Sorry, I I will never. Uh... Make that mistake. No, it's no, it's no. What's called sure dog counted differently. It's just confusing. Now it was one of the funniest things though. You're on. You're in, you're in the finale. You're pounding this guy uh, who came out really hard, and, and you're pounding him. And then you look up and you say, "Hi, mom." I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. And then continue yeah. to pound him. Now, <laughs> now, what? First of all, what did your mom say to this? <laughs> well, she thought it was a, kind of a jerk. Uh, what's it called? She thought it was adorable, but uh, she just felt bad for poor Sheldon. So, I mean, now, did you know going into that, that like, hey, if I have him down, I'm going to yell, hi, mom? I mean, you looked right at the right camera, too. It wasn't even like you... Yeah. Well, what's it called? Honestly, I got like five or six different, like, ridiculous things I plan on doing, and <laughs> it's not like I'm going to force them every single time, but uh, there's That's number awesome. one. Like, I don't know, like, Anyone that's been in a fight or any type of competition and knows when you kind of break someone. So at that point, I pretty much broke my opponent, and I was, I was literally already anticipating the fact that I'm going to win. And this is the biggest competition on the biggest stage and a dream of mine that I've always wanted to do. So I just got honestly, I'm a really goofy kid, and I'm a silly, silly man. So uh, I was called, I knew that the win was coming. So uh, boom, hi mom. Oh, it was, the internet blew up that's, when you did that, awesome. by the way. The, the, whole twi- tw- the whole Twitter feed was hilarious. I mean, it's like you win, and then you start doing, then you go, how's my hair afterwards? Again, again. There's a couple of silly things in the works, and uh, it kind of just, honestly, I don't know I don't know how to explain it, other than certain things kind of just aligned, and uh, silliness ensued. Now, how much Canadian tail did you get afterwards? <laughs> oh, uh, what's it called? Book. Before and after have been pretty fantastic, but now I've been able to really enjoy the fact that uh, I got some free time, man. I, a month of just debauchery and good times. So, and uh, I recently actually just came back from uh, uh, what's it called Regina. I don't know if any of you have ever heard of it. Oh, there, I love but, um, Regina. <laughs> yeah, I go exactly. in, I go to Regina every time I get a chance. Yes, <laughs> you both, my friend. Well, I went there. I went there on the behalf of uh, the UFC for like the UFC experience tour that they just kicked off. So, uh, it's called Asha, all the professionalism. There was some time to, uh, I don't know if you guys, uh, have Instagram, but you can check out, I put a, a bride, uh, what's called celebrating the bachelor party on my shoulder. And, uh, let's just say I kind of, uh, what's it called had some fun and she had some fun before the night's end. Wait, so you had sex with a bride before, before I didn't say wedding? anything. I didn't say that. You just I didn't said say that. I had sex with her. Yeah, it you... may have been her face. Who knows? It's either here or there. Wait, what? it may have been in her face. Wait, so you you got wait you wait you got oral sex from a bride before she got married? All I'm saying is the world of bridesmaid and she is on my shoulders. 
Was she was she facing you, facing away from you, or facing you? <laughs> In the picture, she's we're both looking the same direction. But let's, <laughs> <laughs> For the cameras. But the funny thing is, the funny thing is, I actually went home with a bridesmaid. So. Oh, nice. Well, you know. That's, good times. That's, that's what I'm going to say. Regina, hurrah. <laughs> wait, wait. So wait, wait. Oh, wait, I don't understand this whole thing. Regina, what are you talking Ru- about? Regina. Regina, where is it? Regina, yeah. It, 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 it's a city in the province of Saskatchewan in Canada. It looks and like it's spelled Regina. And have you have you have you have you been there? Have I been there? Yeah. No, this is my first time. First time. So okay. So since the Ultimate Fighter ended, you've slept with what fifty girls? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't have that much time, but uh, it's about, <laughs> let's just say things have been great. Wow, man! I got shit to do today. <laughs> wow, that's crazy. So I, I mean, but like when you were a model and you're on the cover of eight romance novels, how often do you get recognized? Yeah. How often do you get recognized for that? That was true. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what's it called? Harlequin. Um, what ends up <laughs> happening is with that. Uh, like it the... depends on it depends on who is reading them. There, let's just say uh, there are plenty. Uh, what's it called? Um, Older housewives, ladies. Yes, rubbing off one to my to my face. Oh my god! Are, are, you, are you like the you're like the Canadian Fabio? He is. Fabio 2.0. 2.0. <laughs> Fabio 2.0. So before, all right. So you were a model before. Now you're on the Ultimate Fighter. Now you're just you're just on a whole tear right now. It's been 30 women since then. It was a bride. <laughs> it was it was a bridesmaid. <laughs> I'm just throwing my number out. That's fast. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with it. You gotta go give us the numbers, or we're gonna make them up. Yeah, it was a bride. Exactly, T Rex. It was it was a uh, bridesmaid last week. Now, are you are you training at all, or are you just like retiring? <laughs> just pounding <laughs> tails. What was that? What was that last time? Are you retiring? Is that is that it? Is this it? I mean, yeah. With the belt. With the belt. <laughs> I mean, are you training over at a, at a at a TriStar? Uh, I've been there every once in a while, and uh, truth be told, in the next little bit, we're kind of like working on it because, like, um, I'm at the kind of point where like there are a lot of great fighters um, uh, in Canada and especially in Ontario, uh, 170 and under. There are a lot of lighter guys that are just there's a huge talent, but in regards to the echelons and weight, um, there's not too many guys that um, you know. Keep me on it, smack me around. I need the the feeling of losing more often than not. So there's actually some really good um, individual uh, training partners in regards to like I'm going to start going to like the University of Guelph for wrestling, and there's a couple other uh, what's called wrestling groups around, and then also um, I'm going to start training with uh, Simon Marcus, who's a uh, what's called the world heavyweight Muay Thai champion, and also Bazooka Joe. It looks like too, who's in glory. So. Uh, those are some guys that kick the crap out of me, uh, but I'm planning to actually put it all together uh, soon enough. Actually, in track or every other week. Are you thinking about possibly going to America and joining like an American Top Team or a Black Zillion or one of those teams? Um, well, let's go. My coach, uh, one of my longtime coaches, actually Sergio Cunyan from uh, Shooter Box. So uh, I've trained out in uh, what's called Team Noguera, X Gym, uh, what's called BTT down there, and uh, he's. Uh, there's a couple cool things that are in the work. Um, I might. Like uh, I might be working with Little Mog, getting ready for his next fight with Anthony Johnson. So uh, that could be a really cool thing. So um, there's a lot of cool things in the work, and kind of like where I am now in regards to my career, I can kind of um, I don't know, like interest people to either have me out there or come out here, and there's options. That's the cool thing about where I am now. All right, back to the uh, slaying box. Um, 
This is getting this is getting boring. I don't care about Come little slaying box. I don't care about little nog. I want to hear about your uh, Saskatchewan fucking trip now. <laughs> now, I mean, what's box. the I mean, what's the goal here? Are you thinking about like? Okay, this is I'm I'm my, my, my name's Elias. I was a model. I was a this or that. Now I'm a fighter. Are you trying to become an actor now, and then possibly the like? Well, I dabble I, I dabble in some acting. I actually have uh, what's about two like Netflix movies and like a, a bunch of uh, what's it called stunt stunt credits under my name. Like I've been on many like local TV shows uh, and national TV shows, and here in Canada. The thing is, what's it called? I even like passed up on what's it called uh, some roles on uh, Godzilla and RoboCop. Fighting comes first. It's my passion, to be completely honest. All, like the way I look at it, like it really has its shelf life, right? So I want to squeeze this lemon for all it's worth, and um, <laughs> then, then I can go on to the movies. Wait, you wait, you passed up on Godzilla? Yeah, what's it called? I did some work with um, uh, what's it called a stunt coordinator that kind of like um, basically allowed said that I had the opportunity to come down and do some of the filming up in Vancouver, but I was getting ready for my second belt. Uh, uh, I was fighting for, I think it was my my eighth fight up in NAFFS for that belt, for the middleweight belt, and that was more important, man. So uh, actually, that fight, I just picked up a guy and threw him uh, profusely until he broke his sternum. And, uh, oh, quit. my God. Yeah, I got two, I got, I got two uh, both my belts. Um, I have two belts from different organizations, and both of them are from picking someone up and slamming, slamming them until they break their ribs. Oh man! So how many how many girls are sending you pictures of them right now? <laughs> oh well, well, what are they sending? Like how many boxes? How many tits? How many yeah. what? What are we asking? Here? Or just collectively yeah, in general? Do you have like different folders like for chicks that like? <laughs> yeah, different folders. Yeah. Well, I'm like the UN. I'll let anyone in, right? So. <laughs> <laughs> That's gonna be, by the way, the uh, thread, the thread to our uh, thing. I'm like the UN. I'll let any. I mean, are, are like you worried about getting about, about getting girls pregnant or getting you know HIV or getting herpes? Oh. Or... Safety first. Uh, yeah. I just come out of a swimming suit and we're all good. Okay, all right, that's good. Yeah. I don't want to. I don't. I don't, don't want to see you pull like a Tommy gun or something. You know. Like, <laughs> oh yeah. God. Well, yeah. I actually have a very inappropriate joke that I usually say about pregnancy, but neither here nor there. Let's well, hear it. it. Let's hear it. What? Let's hear it. This Let's is, hear this the is, joke. This is the place to tell it. I'm Greek. You can't get him pregnant from the bum. <laughs> That wasn't that inappropriate. Yeah, that wasn't inappropriate. Uh, that's actually true, though. Um, <laughs> that's science. You can't go wrong with science. That's true. Is that, is, is that your thing, though? Mostly, like, you like doing girls from behind? No, no, no. Oh, I just my God. Oh. But uh, with the, the Greek does come out of me as well. I call it that getting Greek. But you didn't know that. Now, how many, how many Canadian ring girls have you uh, gone through? <laughs> uh, quite a few. Uh, oh! <laughs> I, Shit, there's a Freudian slip. Quite a what? Let's just say I've, I've, I've been very privileged in many ways. Oh, my God. He's and like, what I'm trying to say is I can't remember. I can't count. <laughs> That's like, what I'm trying to say. He's like Caligula. Oh, my God. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> man. I, like, hate you and admire you at the same time, man. I got pictures. I can share. I can share pictures. But after, afterwards. Not right now. We won't blow those up. Absolutely, I got even cool. I got some cool stories. And you know what the funny thing is? Me and my brother look exactly the same. So uh, what's it called? There have been a couple girls that may or may not believe they um, notched off a twin on their belt. (laughs) Twins on their <laughs> That's hilarious. So who gets more chicks? You? 
who has the Cana- who has the Canadian belt as far as uh, you were Patrick Cote as far as how many? Champions? Oh, he's a handsome man, my friend. He is a handsome man. Yeah, because I hear he just gets like it's just ridiculous. <laughs> He's honestly like, well, me and Pat actually hit it off really well on the show. We went together to Thailand for uh, what's called about a better part of a month or two. Four and uh, the train for our flights coming up. And uh, man, Thailand was a good time. That's all I to say. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, me and Adam go on the road. We, don't, <laughs> we just see the hotel lobby. Yeah, we get like Thai boys. <laughs> <laughs> we get, yeah, we got this ridiculous, man. Do you guys need like a road manager or something? That's right. <laughs> Someone to hold pads. I'll be like, I'll, I'll like hold your spit bucket or whatever it is. <laughs> well, listen, man. I heard, I heard a lot of good, this is great, man. This, this has been, uh, trust me, this is a lot different than our first interview. And uh, I, uh, yeah, Different's good, man. Different, different's, good. different's good, man. We definitely want to have you on anytime. Uh, you are, uh, congratulations on all your success. Keep Congratulations it up. on all your box. Yeah, keep it up, man. <laughs> thank thank keep, you both, gentlemen. Thank you both. I was going no, but in all seriousness, like, like I, like, I was about, it was a real pleasure uh, chatting with you, but like honestly, like training comes first, and uh, I'm actually putting into debauchery, like you said, my 50 or 70 or whatever the number is, uh, what's called since uh, winning the Ultimate Fighter. That's going to be on the back burner because uh, if all goes well, I'll be fighting ACC September 27th. Oh, nice, September 27th. Okay, cool. And uh, now, who do you want to fight next? Um, I kind of like I in the in the regards to that, like I kind of I guess called out Ed Herman, but it looks like he. Um, Injured his hand, which I hope he gets like a speedy recovery. Um, so at this point, honestly, whoever the UFC puts in front of me, I'm just gonna do what I always do, knock him down. Right. Nice. Yeah, you will, man. Slam him till the sternum caves in. We gotta think of a better. Yeah, and then see what their girlfriend's up to. <laughs> <laughs> that actually happened to me once, by the way. My Come second on. fight. Oh, my second fight. It was so weird. What the thought? So basically. I, like, cut the guy open, gave him, like, 40 stitches, and choked him out like a stuffed pig. And uh, the next day, uh, me and my brother were with this chick or two, and uh, she just came up to me. Uh, this girl came up to me and was just like, hey, I uh, saw your fights last night. I was like, oh, cool, thanks. And she's like, you were really good. And I was like, thanks so much. She was like, yeah, that was my fiance you fought. And I was like, oh. She's like, yeah, you want to get a drink? Oh, wow. And I was like, sure. Oh, wow. And uh, I don't know. I don't think they're married anymore. Wow! <laughs> oh my God, the marriage wow, wrecker. That's crazy. So, so <laughs> you're a home wrecker. So you caused Tito's. No, no, there was no kids. It's, I don't think it actually was a home. So it's not technically a home wrecker. <laughs> so wait, so you caused Tito Ortiz's breakup? Is what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, 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 something like that. Nice. Well, congratulations on all the all your all your box and uh, all the. Uh, all the chicks that you've been uh, going through, man. This is good. This allegedly. Is good. Allegedly. <laughs> All right. Now, where can people find you on uh, Twitter? Okay. Uh, you can find me control. on uh, at Elias Theodoro on Twitter and then also at Elias UFC on Instagram. Uh, some of the ladies or even some of the gentlemen listening, uh, what's called, there are plenty of shirtless pictures there, so that's what's up. <laughs> All right. Well, you are a very humble guy. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. All right, we'll, we'll, I'm just putting it on for you, my I, man. I know, but I know. It was a blast. Uh, thanks a lot, Elias. Take care. Good luck with everything. Later, man. Thanks, bro. All right. Cheers. Peace. <laughs> that dude is hilarious. Oh, I love that guy. <laughs> that guy's my new hero. <laughs> How funny is that guy? He's the man. It sounds like he's the man. All right. So there was some crazy fights this week. We got to get to them. We yeah. got to talk about the fights that happened. TJ Dillashaw. Amazing. 
man, you know what? And we we we, we sort of called it. I yeah. mean, we did call Burrell winning, but we did say that like I he's a huge. If I was gonna bet, I would, I would bet on, and I did bet TJ. I, I I bet with this kid Adam Martin that that TJ was gonna win, and uh, and he won. I, you know what? It wasn't that surprising because you see where this kid comes from. He works his ass off. He's one of these guys that is not the most naturally gifted, talented guy, so he makes up for it with his work ethic, and it just shows, you know? With his work ethic and under the tutelage of Dwayne Bang. No, he, he looked amazing. Like I told you on the phone when we were talking, I told my wife, like, within the first minute of that fight, I said that, uh, that Burrell was in trouble. Yeah, he was so relaxed, TJ. Dude, his, he was just so light on his feet and dancing around, and it was like, that was the most masterful display of fighting I think I've seen in a long quite time. a long time. I mean, there was I, like no holes in this game. There was nothing I could say negative. I, I can't say like, yeah, he was dynamite, but there was no No, he buts. looked great. I mean, it was it was a huge victory for the hobbits everywhere. And um, <laughs> it was it was awesome. You know, it's funny. I actually said, I wrote a tweet. I said at the after party, uh, Team Alpha Male was having a good time. And then uh, someone asked Uriah, how you doing? He gave the thumbs up. And then Herb Dean stopped the party. <laughs> And, uh, and Uriah retweeted. I got like over 300 retweets. Nice. But there's a picture right now going around the internet of the team celebrating, and Uriah is in the corner who looks angry. And and actually, and someone people were tweeting me like, Haha. and I, I like know Uriah. I'm, I'm I'm friends with him. I, I tweeted him like texted him like good great job thank you. I, I sort of wanted to retweet it, but I'm like ah you know. But then Hector Lombard retweets it like Uriah, why you no look happy? Why you no look happy? <laughs> So it's like he goes, he goes, he goes. Happy times. Why your eye looks so sad? I was like, oh, dude, so funny. But uh, but this, that's a big thing. It's like so. Dwayne Ludwig is going to Colorado uh, to open up his own academy, which I said that now million, slash dispensary. Yeah, <laughs> millions of badass Smurfs just invaded Colorado. Which Dwayne actually texted me, keep making fun of me, keep making fun. He loves that's it. Funny. But he goes to Colorado. He he said supposedly I read that he said that he will continue to train TJ Dillashaw and he thinks TJ should fight Uriah and he would corner TJ. Wow! So is there some bad blood? I don't know. I don't know if there's bad blood, but I do know that when we asked TJ would he fight Uriah Faber and TJ said yeah if I had to, and uh, you know I gotta think if I'm Uriah Faber, Uriah Faber is a competitive guy. He's not one of these guys that like oh I'm happy to be there. He's a winner. They're both yeah. obviously they're both winners. Uriah's had tough times in title fights, but not in the WEC. He was a champion forever over there. But he's like what 0-5, I think, in title fights. Jeez. And uh, it's sort of I'm sure I don't know who gets the best of who in practice. It's probably pretty damn competitive between Uriah and TJ. And I'm sure there's a part of T- Uriah right now that's like, man, I want that belt. I want that belt. And it's, I'm not saying it's a mean spirited part or it's just, right. it's just the nature of the sport. It's just, it's not a team sport. It's an individual sport. Absolutely. And. Uh, and they're in the same weight class. And would I love to see that fight? Sure. I would love to see that fight. I don't know no. if it's going to happen. I think that Dominic Cruz is probably next in line. And I think it's a rough fight for Cruz because he's taken so Dude, much time off. If Cruz fights Dillashaw, Cruz is in trouble. If, 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 is he, though? I don't know. Yeah, I think he is. If Dillashaw shows up like he did for Hannah Burrell, I think he'd be trouble for anybody. And, uh, but the thing about that is that's why I believe that the UFC needs tune-up fights. I don't know if they're ever going to have it because why it would make no sense for the number one guy to fight the 15 guy. But it's just not fair to put a guy in who's taken two years off against a guy who's so active. It's sort of a, they're in a, a tough situation there. Um, so anyway, that was uh, that. Was that. Uh, but now, you know, it's funny. The people say Brazilians make excuses except for um, uh, Glover. But I guess Andre... Pedaneras said that uh, he wrote something on Facebook saying that uh, that 
Burrell was sick and the UFC made blah, him fight blah, blah. and this and that. Yeah, but if he, if, he, if he goes out and knocks him out in one round, is he writing that? No. No. He's not saying, we won even though he was sick. They're just taking the win. So look, after a fight, excuses are not, it's not going to be like, oh, he was sick. Now, uh, no, that, 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 that's what happened. No, every, everybody loses. And if he was sick, he shouldn't have fought. You know, it's just, uh, just, just my personal opinion. I, look, I have to think if I'm Dana White, I'm actually pretty stoked that uh, Dillashaw won because yeah. he's an easier guy to market, in my personal, humble, <laughs> stupid opinion. And I've been wrong before, but I have to think, a guy like Burrell, who's won 32 fights in a row, and still people don't, know, don't know who, know he, who is, he is, right? Uh, versus who doesn't speak English, isn't the greatest looking guy in the world. Let's <laughs> call a spade a spade. I'm sure women find him attractive. Well, I wouldn't call him a spade, but... You know, uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's call a jack of fours, whatever, a uh, 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 four of hearts, uh, whatever it is. You, you got what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Versus TJ Dillashaw, good-looking, all-American kid. Well, I would say he's good-looking. You know, I could see <laughs> women. I could see women going for him other than Burrell. He's I, no Elias or Elias. Yeah, he's not. A, he's not. A, he's not a Elias Theodore. But 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 but, uh, but yeah. So Theodoro. So anyway, so that's that. I do like the fact that when TJ Dillashaw got announced, they said monkey style. That's. I think that should be like the new thing. I mean, really. First of all, the the on the whole card, the nicknames were hilarious. Like Vince from Hell Pinchell. Uh, there was a guy named the Model. Uh, <laughs> the now, model. now the Model. I mean, you go from like, the axe murderer to the Model, really. And now uh, uh, Chris holds. Chris hold it down, Holdsworth. Oh really hold God. it down. How about keep it down, buddy? Keep hold it, it down, down sounds like <laughs> what I do to my girl when I'm trying to get head. No, but no, no, I'm kidding. I've never held it down. No, but I'm saying so. Uh, but yeah, hold it down. The model. Whatever happened to the axe murderer right. or like the monster? Uh, are we really starting getting, anyway? So, but the monkey style, I'm all for. I think it's. I think we should do like gorilla style and monkey style and Gangnam style. Yeah, just yeah, just do all kinds <laughs> of stuff like that. So, DC versus Hendo. Wow. Looked like my dad throwing me around when I was four. Uh, Jeez. Because my dad was black. No, no, I'm kidding. But, <laughs> but DC versus Hendo was one of the. Uh, Honestly, I haven't seen Hendo get thrown like that since the uh, uh, he fell off Noah's Ark. I, I mean, it's, I've never. <laughs> oh I, I'm a big Dan Henderson fan. I'm a huge DC fan, but you just saw a guy in his prime at the highest level. And when I talk, I have so much respect for Daniel Cormier. I can't say it enough. If you don't know what this guy's been through, I, like I'll say it again. I'm beating a dead horse. A horse. I'm sorry, but his father was murdered when he was seven. His daughter died. He he he's had a tough ass life. He he, he came second in the nationals against against Kale Sanderson. The guys lived through so much. Two time Olympian. Second time he was on the Olympic team. His ribs gave out from eating too much weight. His kidneys failed. He couldn't make a team. He almost died. This guy's been through all this shit. So it's so nice to see a guy finally get his just due. He's catching a break, but but it's after he's busting his ass like a, ch I mean like like a champ. Yeah, and and, his, <laughs> and the weight class he wants to be in, he's with his best friend, Cain right. Velasquez. So he has to go down. And you look at that. This is the weight class he should be in. I'm happy he's with Cain because as a heavyweight, I don't see, I don't see him as dominant as he's going to be at 205. Right. He was still. Dominant. You look at the guys he's beaten, the Frank Mears and the Josh Barnett's and the uh, and all you know, Roy, Dan Roy Henderson Nelson. now and the Roy Nelsons and the Bigfoot Silvas. I mean, his, <laughs> he's beaten a literal who's who. So the Hulk. I mean, he's beaten all of them. I mean, and he's he's never lost. I don't think he's the guy's not lost one round in MMA yet. He's not lost. You could argue maybe he lost a. He's not lost one round. 
That's how good this and guy is. 100% takedown defense. No one's ever, ever taken him down. And... I think he could be a 185 pounder. I think he could be a. I think he could be a 125 pounder. I think if John he, he alpha male, he he looks like John Dotson if Dotson was like obese. Is what is what Cormier looks like. Uh, but I got I got nothing but respect for DC. And you know what? I don't think the UFC is doing enough to promote this guy because yeah. if you put the Daniel Cormier story on the Lifetime Network, it'd be the number one fucking movie. And if you put it on NBC or Fox, or you put Daniel Cormier should have a documentary that should be air once a week to, for people to get inspired. Hell yeah. And he's the nicest human being. I'm sorry that I'm blowing him on the air, but I'm still telling you, the guy is, I, I got nothing. I, when I met Daniel Cormier at the award show, the guy went out of his way to tell me how, how much he enjoyed my work, blah, blah, blah. And then he wanted my girlfriend to take a picture of him, and he was scared of my girlfriend. He's like, hey, please don't get mad at me. Take a picture of me. Like, he was the most <laughs> polite human being. And uh, I was happy for him. I'm Super really nice really happy for Daniel Cormier. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, that's that. And he did manhandle Dan. I mean, Dan Daniel uh, uh, <laughs> Henderson is no slouch either. No, and Dan but, Henderson, though, says he wants to keep fighting. And I think that's a mistake. I, I, I do... The guy started fighting at UFC 17 BC, and um, I am I am a big Hendo fan. I think, it, but you don't want to see the guy get hurt. You, yeah. uh, his last, but I don't think you can hurt him. His last two or three fights, he's been knocked out by Vitor Belfort. He's taken a billion shots by Shogun, and now he's been put to sleep, which is yeah. the earliest he slept, by the way. And no, but but but, but I'm saying, or the latest he's been latest. up. I, I screwed up my own joke. I but, know what but, you meant. But, but you know what I meant. So yeah, the guy. Honestly, you look at the amount of damage he's taken. You know, I don't want to see a guy like Dan Henderson lose his wits. Right. And and uh, that that's that's gonna happen if he keeps fighting. I'm sorry, it's gonna happen. Hate to be the one to tell him that. I think he's made enough money. He's got enough money. Uh, Jake Ellenberger's fight. I wish Jake was here to Son talk about that. That was rough to watch. It's it's tough when you uh, when you're watching your friend who you know has worked so hard in something, and anything they do, not achieve their goal. Right. Uh, and I'm not, obviously, I'm not saying he didn't achieve his goal as a fighter, or as a champion, or, uh, you know, he's made it this far, which is farther than, you know, which is almost like impossible, but his goal of beating Robbie Lawler, he didn't, I don't know. Uh, personally, I, I think Jake, I think a, 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 a camp like American Top Team, a Black Zillion, AKA. an AKA, or Greg Jackson's camp would be good for him. Yeah. I think right now he's sort of doing this thing where he goes to Edmond for boxing and he goes to Rain for wrestling and he goes to uh, Van, uh, he goes to Verdum's for jiu-jitsu. And, and those are all great places, all great places. Uh, or, or, uh, but I think if you have a more centralized camp... Like a one-stop shop. You don't have to start... You don't have to drive three hours here and five hours there and two hours there. And you have one guy. You have, right. you have a main... You have, you have a sort of that team thing and you could just focus. I think that would be good for Jake. Uh, personally, right. I, I think that Jake also, you know, sometimes he gets in his head like everyone else. And, uh, you know, we'll talk about this when he's here, though. I'd rather have talk to him than about him. But uh, that was hard to watch. And uh, I'm sure it's hard on Jake. Jake's a really guy. You know, he, he, he's a guy who's really hard he's on himself. He's a great guy. And he's a great guy. He's and he's of, hard on himself. One of my best friends. And uh, that, was, that was tough. You know, I was like, ugh, you know. Yeah. And, but he still almost won. He almost, he had Robbie Hurt in the third. I think he broke his hand. I don't know. Yeah, he had that one little flurry he went where uh, he he put uh, Robbie on his heels for a second. Yeah. I think he might have I – don't, I don't know the situation with his hand. I think he broke his hand possibly. And, uh, yeah. and that really hindered his ability to do what he wanted to do. We'll definitely, we'll definitely talk about it. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Uh, Jamie Varner. 
Uh, how tough is that guy? <laughs> it looked like there were ghosts attacking him in the octagon <laughs> when he was flopping around. Yeah, and uh, that was probably the grossest thing. I don't know why that was grossing me out. Like watching him. I went home and watched Human Centipede to get that out of my head. Oh. That, that's how. That's I had to watch. It was that was that gross. Uh, uh, Jamie Varner. His foot was just. Dead. I know a lot of like, people in the WEC days. Jamie Varner. I think when he fought Cerrone, were was were questioning his heart because. Uh, he didn't finish the fight. Something happened. People, you cannot question Jamie Varner's heart. That's the, that's, that's the bottom line. Anything breaks on me, the fight is over. But at the same time, it's sort of uh, <laughs> if it breaks on my opponent, I'm done. Uh, but, right. but I, 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 Ew! <laughs> That'd be funny. Put <laughs> someone's face like Ew! Yuck, I don't, get away from me, uh, gross! Ew! Can come I fall on, Raph, he's touching me. At the same time. I think it kind of took away from James Krause's victory because yeah. he wasn't he was kicking him that hard to the point where he broke his ankle and everyone was like oh Jamie Varner's got so much heart but what about the guy who, who broke who his won? ankle who, yeah who broke his ankle so it sort of was a weird situation uh, yeah. I'm happy Vince won my Vince boy Pinchel. our boy Vince Pinchel yeah you know like, talk about a guy who works his ass off yeah triple uh, A I actually, my car broke down all the way. I was going to call him after that. I'm like, I swear I was going to call him. Shut up. I was going to do that. And the funny thing is that when Jake showed up, me and T-Rex were discussing, like, well, what do we do about Jake? We were going to talk about every fight but his right. with him there. And be like, all right, that was it. I thought that would be kind of be funny. But, so yeah. this would show Michael Chiesa won. Mikey. Uh, he looked amazing. He did. I said even even the crabs in his beard are tough. Oh, that's my. how. Uh, I'm happy Mike won. Mike is a great dude. Yeah. Uh, Sam Cecilia won. I like that whole team of Kiesa, Sam Cecilia, Cody McKenzie, uh, Juliana Pena. It's like American Bong team, and uh, <laughs> I, I, I like it. I like the whole team. Um, is Matt Riddle over there too. Matt, he should be over <laughs> there. Uh, all right. So that that being said, uh, I think we. Uh, I think we covered our fights. I know uh, what's the name's fighting this week. Um, it's going to be uh, Mark Munoz is taking on uh, Musasi from the UFC live from Germany. That should be a pretty damn good fight. Saturday actually. night, I am picking Mark Munoz. Yeah, I am. I would pick Mark, Mark Munoz as well. I think just to shake it up, though, I'm going to go with Musasi. All right, that's that. Um, but oh, back to uh, Jake's fight against um, against Lawler. Now it, it's being said that Lawler is going to oh, be yeah. taking on Matt Brown. Right, July. Which is going to be a ridiculous fight. That's going to be a war. It's going to be a war. I don't know who wins that fight. I, the, I'm, I'm going with Matt Brown. Really? Yeah, I'm going with Matt Brown. I think he just has what it takes. I know that since we have Matt Brown on the show, I want to pick him. Uh, but yeah, I, but I don't Robbie's, know. Robbie's just nasty. Robbie Lawler is nasty. He's huge. He's he's peaked. He's hit his peak. Dude, I thought he hit his peak like years ago. Yeah. And then to see him like this now, I'm like, I mean, this is dude. Here's, here's like, a guy that like, like born Mayhem, again. Here's a guy that make Mayhem Miller beat. And Mayhem Miller was a great fighter, but Mayhem right. Miller beat him. Uh, a lot. Of, I mean, he's a guy that Nick, Nick Diaz, uh, Nick Diaz beat him. Jake Shields beat him. I think in one round. Yeah, look, look at where he's come now. Yeah, but he's just a completely different fighter now. I'm that American Top Team. I think was the yeah. best thing that happened to him. But I mean, the Robbie Lawler was the best thing that happened to Robbie Lawler. But Matt Brown versus Robbie Lawler. I don't know. Talk to me next week. I got I to gotta think about this more. I'll tell you one thing. The UFC has this new show called Embedded. I don't know if you watched it. Uh -uh. They're putting out these like six-minute videos before the fights, and there's six of them, and they're really good. It's like really? a behind-the-scenes thing. It's hilarious. Uh, you, you, could, you could see uh, Hendo ordering Cormier chicken. chicken. It's all that was, stuff. I, was, I, I, was, I thought it was funny, but I was slightly offended, offended by the fact it was chicken. No, I, know, because I, think, I think Cormier loves Popeye's he chicken. He does. It wasn't like, 
he happens to be black right. and like Popeyes. It wasn't like he ordered a random black guy chicken. <laughs> I thought, I thought the watermelon was a, a little much. Right. <laughs> and the ribs. And the ribs. And, and the Tyler Perry movies. But, 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 so, yeah. <laughs> Tyler. And the fat white girl. I'm like, did you have to order him a fat did white chick? Did you have chick? to put the fat white chick yeah, that was... <laughs> to his room? That's so, funny. So, anyway, uh, that is our show. Thank you, Dustin Poirier. Uh, thank you, Elias, for coming on. Thank you, Ali, Ali Abdelaziz. Thank you, DJ Shrope. Thank you, Fox Sports. Uh, thank you, Fox Sports. Thank you, T-Rex. Thank you to me. Thank uh, you, Adam Hunter. You can follow us at MMA Roasted or at Adam Comedian, AdamHunter.com. Uh, this week, I will be at the Improv Wednesday night. Uh, I will also be at the Inside Jokes Wednesday night. Next week, I'm going to be in Edmonton, uh, Canada, at the comic strip in Edmonton. Very nice. Where are you going to be? I'm going to be uh, this Friday coming up is my birthday, so I'm going to be uh, partying. I'm going to be partying in Hollywood, I believe. So I'm not going to be doing any jokes okay. this weekend. I always do it that. Uh, just, just just like every night you perform. <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> yeah, but uh, yeah, follow me at Todd Rex T O D D R E X X on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, yeah, see you around. Thank you for listening. Thank you.